Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Good morning and welcome to all kinds of people. I hope your week is off to a good start. Um, and thanks for joining us at WMUN, the talk of Muncie. And I want to thank Nancy Carlson, Professor Emeritus, for coming down to the studio this morning. Nancy, welcome to all kinds of people. Well, thank you. I listen to WMUN now. I like this. That's great. We're glad you're a listener. Thank you. And we hope many more of you uh, continue to tune in to all the various programs on WMUN. Um, Nancy, I want to I take you back. Um, we'll get into your teaching career, but I want to go back to the early days with your family, the sisters, the brother. What was it like growing up? What kinds of things did you get? We'll talk about all those A's you got in high school and all uh, those classes. Thank you. <laughs> but give us a little sense of the, the okay. early days of the family. All right. Because I know Picture, you're still very connected to the sisters. Oh, yeah. Picture yeah. A, a flat farm land in Illinois where the soil is black and you can see for miles. In fact, you can see grain elevators of four or five towns in the area. It's so flat. Okay, so no hills. Thank no you. hills. This is uh, uh, soybean and corn country. And my dad was a farmer, and our last name was Briggs, and he raised pigs. So people <laughs> would call us Briggs's Pigses. And that is not fun when you're a teenager, you know, to be Briggs's a Briggs pigs. pig. But um, <laughs> we had a great family, four girls and a boy. I think my parents kept having kids so that they would finally have a son to be a farmer. But they deny that. The boy was the fifth born. And sure enough, he went to school and studied agriculture and came back and farmed. The girls all split. We went away to college and never really went back home except for our annual farm meetings where we still meet and we travel together. Yeah. You do a lot of travel together with the sisters, which I've always been intrigued by. I do. Can you share a couple of those sure. places that you've drifted off to? Fact, well, first of all, Dad was a World War II veteran, and he was in Europe during the Battle of the Bulge. So he kept uh, beer coasters and things so we could identify where exactly he had been. Soldiers oh. really weren't allowed to keep diaries because the Nazis might find the diary on their dead bodies Correct. or whatever. So uh, anyway, we, when Dad got back from the war, he did keep a scrapbook. And uh, he has since passed. But us girls decided to retrace the steps of our father from Utah Beach. Um, and where did this idea come from about retracing? Well, just We're all healthy. We're all in our 70s. We're all healthy. And it's time to go. When, when you're that healthy and you can travel together and you love the people you're traveling with, off we go. So we started at uh, Normandy. 
in France and followed his footsteps all the way to Frankenmuth, Germany, where uh, he ran a, they don't call them prisoner of war camps after the war because there are no prisoners. They are, everybody just got rehomed. That's what they oh, called it. Okay, okay. Dad rehomed German soldiers in 1945. Whoa. That's an interesting history to have to deal with. And I mean, my dad also served in, over in Japan for over two years. Mm. So we retraced a lot of his through some letters he wrote back home and just interesting times to think about what they went through during that time. Um, at Riverton High School, hmm. what did you get involved in? What, did, what well, were your activities? That was my favorite of three high schools I taught in in Illinois, English and speech and such. In Riverton, Monty Python was popular, and Saturday <laughs> Night Live was new. So this is the mid-'70s. Oh, Monty and so Python. being the drama coach was so much fun because the kids could watch on television, really for the first time, sketch comedy. And they got it. And so we did a lot of sketch comedy, and uh, I produced some plays and had a wonderful time and taught there four years and then uh, moved to another community and decided to be a radio TV person instead. So I finished a master's degree at a college called Sangamon State University, which is now University of Illinois Springfield. Okay. And that move into radio, was that a difficult thing to do after teaching? Because I, I hear in your voice the uh, love of the teaching with the kids and stuff. And it was it was not hard because I also loved radio. And I was in news and wasn't even making as much money in news as I was in teaching. But my boss came to me and said, you have a personality for sales. And I went, ooh, sales, <laughs> no. And he said, no, no, you've got the personality for sales. We're going to move you to Indiana to, in our sales group. And it was this little town called Newcastle. WMDH. I'd right? only been there through I-70 because it goes to Ohio. Okay. So Newcastle, okay. So I moved here, and turns out they had a Muncie department, and I headed up that in sales and really liked it, but then started yet another degree in business administration, an MBA, at Ball State, and changed my mind and decided to apply at Ball State University to be a professor. Yes. And a good professor you were, by the way. Thank you. We were colleagues together um, for many years. Um, what are some memories in those classrooms at Ball State, especially with some of the sales students? Because Ball State was pretty well known for their sales program. We decided to see if we could get the kids certified in sales with a certificate. And so we moved them to a mansion that Ball State owns. The it's the Kitzelman Mansion, and it was the Virginia Ball Center for Creative Inquiry. We took those kids for a weekend and certified them all in sales through Radio Advertising Bureau. And that is a really good memory because some of those students are still in sales as today, and they really learned their craft in one weekend, although that's hard to believe because I know they had classes too. My other biggest memory is a production class for Indiana Outdoors, and so that didn't happen in the classroom. That happened all over the state of Indiana at state parks and at museums and such 
where we took kids and a camera crew and uh, two professional adults as hosts and made um, 26, I believe, TV shows for WIPB-TV, which is now a different name. But uh, we had a great time, and it's my warmest memory. Did you really enjoy that documentary stuff, by the way, yes. doing those travels? Because I remember you being very enthused about that. And like you said, 26 shows to put together. I loved it's it. It's not exactly lecturing in the classroom. <laughs> no, you're, you're making hotel reservations and doing all sorts of things. But it led me to making three documentaries. Um, Jim Needham came to me and asked me if I'd like to do a dec- documentary on the life of Ed Ball. And I went, oh, no, not me. I can't possibly <laughs> co- possibly do that. And he said, no, I'm too close to it. And so is Steve Bell, another colleague of ours. He said, you're the perfect person because you don't know the family. So I did a documentary on Ed Ball and one on the author Gene Stratton Porter, who's from one hour north of here in the um, uh, Jay County area. And then my final one was the history of the National Road in Indiana, which stretches from Richmond to Terre Haute. I do remember that one about the road, thank you, because I just remember you being really caught up in that and having a variety of maps and stuff floating around to make sure you were getting it all right. So that was cool. We're with Nancy Carlson, everybody, a professor emeritus at Ball State. And many of you know her through a variety of volunteer activities. Uh, And we're going to get in in the second half to some of her arts and crafts that she continues to do for a variety of support groups in town. So stay with us on all kinds of people. We'll be back with Nancy Carlson after this break. WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People. I'm with Nancy Carlson, a professor emeritus from Ball State University. And Nancy, I want to go back a little bit. You and your sisters traveling while you did hit all the spots that dad served in the military. You and your sisters continue to do a variety of traveling. I'm just kind of curious to know what bug is in you and the sisters to always make sure you're doing that to well, see a variety of different kinds of things i have a philosophy that if you're healthy i think i think kind of um traveling makes you more open-minded to other cultures and you realize you're just a tiny little cog in a great big uh, <laughs> world and it gets you out of your um your staid positions of of how you feel about different things and so last year we went to Ireland and this year we're going to Spain and uh, we've done some United States things just got back from New York City Dallas and Houston so you know busy busy but uh, like I said earlier uh, you really need health in order to do that so you you might see me out walking real fast (laughs) to get healthy before each trip 
Um, but I like talking to people, and I'm an, an extrovert, an extrovert. So I think I'm happiest when I'm surrounded by other people. They give me energy. So my sisters and I are very much alike, and we like to travel together. Yeah, I just I've always been fascinated by that, um, and and have a lot of respect for the fact that not only do you do that, but you also share some of those memories with others when you come back and. I just think that's really important. I'm, I also am familiar with the fact that besides all the volunteering you do, um, you like to make hats and do knitting and <laughs> crochet. And Where did all of that come from? Was that go back to the farm days? 4-H uh, club. I had 10 years of 4-H and it taught me how to sew. But um, I'm also a recycler, at, really into that. So people give me wool. Uh, from their closets or from their winter coats, um, and I cut them apart and make hats. I make two kinds of hats, newsboy caps, which have bills, and I make berets, like French berets, Yeah. mostly out of wool, and uh, I sell them and give the money to charity. So it's not a business. For no, me. no, no, no. I know you've a, always done that for charity. It's a charity thing, and I do it for fun, and, and I'm involved in sewing with the Afghan new neighbors. In 2021, Kabul fell the capital of Afghanistan, and the soldiers who had helped American military had to flee really fast. They are not illegal immigrants. They are refugees, meaning there, uh, there was a target on their backs from the Taliban. And so Muncie is lucky enough to get 135 uh, Afghan refugees, um, most of which were uh, helping the military or their wives and children. And uh, they came in short, shortly after Kabul fell. I think we got our first refugees in October. And um, I helped the ladies sew. Now, it turns out they sew better than I do. But, because, <laughs> but they sewed by hand. So a very generous doctor in Muncie bought a sewing machine for every woman that came. Really? And that doctor bought the same sewing machine so that when they break down, we can fix them. Because it's all the same model. And we gave every woman a sewing machine, and we meet uh, monthly. And these women come and bring their toddlers and infants. There's been several infants born since they've been here. And they get fabric from donations and ladies all over the Muncie area. They empty their closets and bring fabric, and the ladies sew. And it's really fun. That's only, a great story. Only I don't speak their language. <laughs> so I use a lot of hand motions. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, I got to bring John Carlson into this sure. discussion. Um, all of us in Delaware County and beyond really struggled dealing with his passing. And I just wonder what kind of memories you have of John, because I just think I smile every time and I had opportunities to sit with him and talk and, um, what was it like? And also for both your son and daughter, um, when you get together with them, which I know you do, what, what are some of the memories that come back from him? Well, he is a funny guy. He was a funny guy whether he was at home or uh, writing on a pad of paper. But oddly, he's an introvert, and he had a journalism degree, and he had to interview people all the time, and he stumbled, stumbled and stammered when he interviewed, and I think it endeared people to him. Because he wasn't 
a smooth talker. He was just like you and me. And he uh, got, carried around a pad of paper for the 40 years I was married to him, and now I do it. He, wrote, he writes down things of interest to him and uh, interviewed many, really thousands of people over 39 oh years at the Star Press and then four years at the Muncie Journal, which is great journalism. I really appreciate that service, which is Wolf Boom product. But uh, he worked here, um, not in the building, but he worked for Wolf Boom by uh, contributing a weekly column. And that's a deadline you have to hit. You yeah, know, that, exactly. Just like you, he has to hit, had to hit that deadline, and he wrote the oddest things. You know, whether it was <laughs> Cheetos or whether he threw darts at a wall oh. or, or whatever crossed his mind, he thinks he can get a column out of it. So if I'm bringing in a caterpillar from a milkweed plant, he follows me with his notebook, and he looks up all about raising monarchs or whatever and the next thing you know he has a whole column on it and is <laughs> wanting me I was his photographer oh. and wanting me to take pictures but he was a very funny guy and interested in the smallest of things he could talk to anybody and yet he was quite shy no I'm quite surprised when you said that he was that strong of an introvert because the, the opportunities I've had a couple of times to just sit with him at various events we, we had conversations that never stopped, and I'm thinking, okay, this is not an introvert. but And his columns had such an impact on so many people. Um, and so I just I appreciate you sharing that because I, um, I just think it was an important contribution to this whole area of Indiana and beyond with his writing and things. Well, one of his most important things was interviewing many, maybe 90, World War II veterans before they died. And now they're literally all gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or they're over 100 years old. Yeah. And and uh, s- that would be a wonderful book. But the, pa- the paper actually owns anything he wrote for okay. the Muncie Evening Press or the Muncie Star Press. Okay. So um, it would take some negotiation. But that would be a great book uh, of the local World War II veterans and the stories that they told. Yeah, that would be a wonderful book. We're with Nancy Carlson, everybody, Professor Emeritus at Ball State. And um, um, how about the son and daughter? Okay. Katie's, Katie. Katie's not too far away. Katie is the wellness director at the Marion County Sheriff's Department in Indianapolis, which is huge, has hundreds and hundreds of deputies, and uh, to teach yoga and meditation to them might be a, <laughs> a challenge, but you know, but she um, does. <laughs> the job of a police officer or first responder is extremely stressful. It's very stressful. Those people, women and men, need mental wellness as much as you or I do. And so Katie kind of created her own job description and is a certified yoga teacher and a certified meditation teacher. And she teaches at the academy. She even teaches inmates in the jail yoga. And she does free yoga at her park. She lives near Garfield Park and has as many as 45 participants, which is a very big yoga class. (laughs) But, hey, it's free. And some people can't afford the 12 or $15 yeah, that yoga costs, exactly. so good for her. And son, John. Johnny lives in Nashville, Tennessee. I decided to call him John from now on. John yeah. lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's been there 14 or 15 years. He was in a band locally formed called Modoc, named after that little town I in our area. Modoc. Mm-hmm. 
and all the guys were uh, 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 musicians, and now they actually have real jobs. So he's in IT in Nashville. <laughs> a real job. <laughs> I want to thank Nancy Carlson, everybody, for um, stopping by the Wolf Boom Studios today. Um, Nancy, I totally value the time we had together at Ball State. Me too. Um, you had a major impact on so many students um, and so many of us. And I hope you continue doing all your volunteer work, which has a major impact, along with getting out of Muncie on these little trips with the good old sisters. And to all of you out there listening on WMUN, the Talk of Muncie, I hope you join us again next week for all kinds of people where we share some stories about residents of central Indiana that have had an impact on so many other people. My thanks to Nancy Carlson, and all of you have a very good upcoming week. As Dr. Joe saying, goodbye. <laughs>